Margaret O'Dea, and welcome to the rewrap for Tuesday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking Breakfast on News Talk ZB in a sillier package. I'm Glenn ZB. And uh, what has Labour actually delivered so far uh, at their uh, turn at the wheel? We've got a bit of a Trump date for you, with um, a bit of competition coming from within his own party now. Uh, our adult literary literacy, ironic, rates called into question, and uh, how much the government has spent on influencers. Uh, but before any of that, why does the government keep doing their big news dumps on Sundays? What's that about? I'm going to be looking to, if I get time, ask the PM also this morning about her proclivity to spend Sundays making minor announcements dressed up as major announcements so she can get some easy coverage on the TV news. Uh, the trouble with small countries like ours, let me tell you, this is um, very little happens on the weekends outside of sport and road accidents. So media organisations know this and they staff accordingly. Thus, if you look closely on a Saturday or a Sunday night on the news, it's the accident report followed by international tape that's come in overnight and the obligatory puff pieces to fill it all out to the weather starts. Governments use this to their advantage. Hence, you will note the government has of late started using Sundays to make headlines. First one was the day after the infamous National Party conference in which Simon Bridges almost unbelievably was able to announce a cancer agency, despite the fact it was Labour policy. So having stolen Saturday's news, they rolled up Sunday with an announcement of their own. This one involved moving some cancer equipment to some of the regions. In the grand scheme of things, it meant nothing, did little, but served its purpose. It was on the news. Then the other Sunday, they rolled out their cancer service policy. Now, this was the one they should have rolled out before National, of course, but better late than never. Or was it? In reality, it was nothing more than intention. They would end the postcode nature of the disease. How? No one seemed to know. They still don't. I asked the Prime Minister last week. She told me to stand by for Heather Simpson's DHB report. I did. It came the next day. It recommended nothing. I also asked about the targets they talked of. They already have targets. They're not being met. Half the DHBs failed to meet them. So what do they do about that? Nothing. What did the report recommend about doing? Nothing. All that came out of that Sunday was 60 million for Pharmac, which isn't really 60 million. It's 20 million per year over three years. Remembering, of course, that once you give somebody a $20 million pay rise to have them not go backwards next year, it's another 20. So in essence, you're only getting 20 million worth of pills and drugs over three years. And then, last Sunday, mental health. A scheme whereby you can go to your doctor and get your wart seen too, and then some mental health as well. Good theory. Except it's only at a handful of clinics. In other words, it's not a policy. It's an intention which is what they did with the school lunches. The only difference being that wasn't announced on a Sunday, given the schools aren't open. Lunch will be served at 30 schools. It may end up rolling out to 120 schools. Still a couple of thousand schools will miss out, like hundreds of thousands of patients will miss out on mental health. No one ever seems to point this out. She's hardly ever held to account. She turns up, smiles, talks a big game, hugs one of the recipients, whatever large yes is involved, gets on the news and is gone. If there were votes in announcing stuff that may or may not ever happen. It'll be a landslide. But let's call it, I don't know, Seed of an Idea Sunday. The policy that's not really a policy. It's a visual press release where next to nothing changes, but you get your picture on the telly. If there are learnings for us out of all of this, let's at least start seeing them for what they are. I mean, apart from anything else, we don't want to have to cover news on Sundays. Sundays are for all those stories that uh, we're going to fill space during the week that we never got around to broadcasting. Health news. Um, tourism stories, you know, that sort of thing, aren't they? Well, that's certainly what I've gleaned from watching the news on Sundays. Uh, Now, let's just keep on Labour for a little bit more, because I think Mike's not quite sure what they've actually delivered so far. Over the weekend, Audrey Young's revelation that internal polling for Labour 
appears to have fallen to pieces. They leaked the good stuff, you see, and the leaks have stopped all of a sudden. For the casual observer, the reasons are obvious. The fact the Labor Party don't appear to understand what's gone wrong is alarming. Cabinet papers show the Kiwi Bill reset was always troubled. This is yet more advice the government was receiving that was showing what most of us could fairly easily see. Their policy was fatally flawed from day one, yet they chose to ignore it. Similar advice was offered to Julianne Genta and her mad fee-bait scheme for EVs. Treasury told her it wouldn't work, wouldn't make a jot of difference. She's still refusing to accept it. The Kiwi Bill reset, of course, is a tangible example of all that is wrong, although it's a more realistic approach to housing. In other words, it's a white flag, a few low deposits and next to no actual houses. The damage has been done in the sense they promised the world and delivered not a jot of it. The transformational government basically is a hoax. And as each policy comes out, as each report is published, as each promise fails to be delivered, the transformational aspect is shattered. The year of delivery is increasingly a joke. The year of delivery is, in fact, the Kiwi build of intentions, if you think about it, the setup, the noise, the crickets chirping, the silence, the embarrassment. Their health report last week, two years in the making, is only interim, without a single recommendation. It'll be election year before we see a final report. Nothing, literally nothing will happen to health in their entire first term. What part of delivery is there in that? Even some of the so-called new Kiwi Bill measures have to go to Cabinet, will barely be there before the end of the year. Yet again, election year, and they're still looking to resurrect their biggest individual cock-up. The cancer announcement, one, beaten to it by National, and two, no indication at all as to how they're going to make cancer targets work, given they already have targets, and they're not working, and no one is being held to account. For that, apparently, according to the Prime Minister last week on this programme, we have to wait for the health report, the report that had... No recommendations. You can't get re-elected on waffle. Calling for reports, more yak, nothing at the end of it. It's just filling time. Add to that the fact the economy is slowing at a rate of knots, and Lord knows how they spend this next year, but it's not like the alarm bells aren't ringing for them. The advice in front of their noses that half of this stuff is ideology doomed to failure. Policies that have already tanked, and the ultimate test for any political party, the polls, the truth is staring them in the face. They either go down next year in righteous indignation that we just didn't get them, or they wake up, get real, and set about saving themselves. I reckon they got about eight months. I feel like it's going to be that first thing, the righteous indignation, we don't get you thing. Not the getting real thing. That's my hunch. I'm a, I'm a big fan of righteous indignation, though, um, which is why, you know, how can you not love Trump? But so back to Trump. Mark Sanford is running against him for the Republican ticket. So this is what Trump has to say. You know, I don't even know who they are other than I know that. Uh, I guess I guess you could say no, but I don't know them. I don't know them. Uh, one was a person that voted for Obama, ran as a vice president four years ago and was uh, soundly defeated. Another one got thrown out after one term in Congress and he lost in a landslide. And the third one, Mr. Tallahassee Trail or Appalachian Trail. He's the Appalachian Trail, right? The Tallahassee Trail is nice too, but I think he was the Appalachian Trail. But he wasn't on the Appalachian Trail. He was in Argentina. Now, the reference to Argentina is the, they think he's been having a fling with a woman. This is where it all started. A man that likes flamingo dancers from Argentina. You know about that. <laughs> He was supposed to be vacationing on the Tallahassee Trail, but he was actually in Argentina. And that's where it all began. He was actually on the Appalachian Trail, but that's another story. And this is how Trump operates, isn't it? Like, uh, he was never on the Tallahassee Trail. The Tallahassee Trail had nothing to do with the story. You know, he had an affair. 
in Argentina, yes. But with a flamenco dancer, not a flamingo dancer, or indeed a flaming dancer, as Trump has also referred to her as. And he was supposed to be on the Appalachian Trail, not the Tallahassee Trail. And yeah, he keeps calling him Mr. Tallahassee. Uh, and I feel like he just doesn't care what the facts are. This is not news, is it? Um, is this news or is it fake? Let me give you this stat. There is a claim this morning that there is more than a million adults who have literacy difficulties in everyday life. And so we've got a basic skills problem. The bigger overarching problem, they claim, is because a million of us can't read properly, we don't go on to do decent work, therefore the productivity of the country suffers and we're being held back economically. And if we could all read, it would all change dramatically. But do you believe the figure? I mean, five million people, a bit under, in this country, uh, at least a couple of million of kids, so to speak. So there's a million adults, a third of us maybe, a quarter to a third of us that can't read. Do you believe that? Or do you think that's more fake news? So a million of us with literacy issues. All I have to say to that is... Hmm? Licence to tell dad jokes. Uh, we're going to finish up uh, saying how much money the government has spent on social media influencers. Last night, I don't know if you saw the television news, TV1 News, they had... I, I, is this is this a big deal? Eight million... Uh, the government has spent on influencers. These are the people on social media who tweet out and Insta out, you know, hey, look at me, I'm in Taupo, isn't this amazing? So they've spent $8 million since 2012. So first of all, it's over seven years. So it's $8 million over seven years, so a little more than a million a year. Tourism New Zealand spent seven of the $8 million, and you can understand why they get people to come here and, you know, have a little holiday and put it out on social media and connect with the wider world. That's, is that a bad idea? That's not a bad idea. Bryce Dallas Howard is the only problem I had. A US actress called Bryce Dallas Howard, and I asked a couple of people this morning who Bryce Dallas Howard is, and the best answer I got was, um, she's Ron Howard's daughter. But apart from that, I've never heard of her. Anyway, that was a million dollars well spent. Is that a scandal? Is $8 million on social media a scandal? I, I just wasn't as exercised by the end of it as I thought I might be. I mean, you've got to, it's, it's all marketing, it's all PR and marketing, isn't it? I was wondering if Jacinda was... Happy with that level of expenditure, but then, well, she's got other fish to fry at the moment, doesn't she? I am outraged by this, um, all the money they've spent on social media influencers, uh, because I have not seen one red cent of it my way. And as you well know, I mean, I'm influencing you right now. This isn't really social media, but you can't argue that I haven't influenced you. Admittedly, it might be just that... You, you, you're thinking to yourself, I've just wasted like 10, 11, 12 minutes on this. But it's still, that's my influence right there. Uh, that was the rewrap. I'll influence you again tomorrow.